0: podcast. see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle, Whistle, Radio, For Real, on Society 13 Networks.
1: It's holidays, we're all miserable <laughs> There's no time for anything, why is that? There's just a million things to do and no time to do it I, uh, I, A lot of things are coming to a head, good things, good things We have great guests tonight too um, Morpheus Laughing, great band Friends of mine actually, uh, one guy that's uh, no stranger to these airwaves God, we have to come up with something new to say instead of that all our shows, Red Horse Radio, the Library, Lyft, um, our new show with Martise, uh The Pop-Off, No Strangers the Airways. We have to change. We have to come up with something new. Anyway, but Arvin Clay is back. Uh, you may remember him from the Screen Park days, special effects, master musician. And he brings along Derek Pegretz. They are the heart and soul of Morpheus Laughing. And we'll see what you guys think. I know I like it. But in the meantime, things that are coming to a head. I, I mentioned that just a couple of seconds ago. Um, a lot of my friends, uh, have films coming out. And, uh, Blood on the Real is already out. I, I've he's had several, uh, Johnny Daggers has had several, um, premieres, I know. Nothing local here in my area, but I've already seen the film. It's fantastic. I, I love the movie. It's an uh, indep- independent film about making independent horror films. And he de- it's definitely a masterpiece. All right, check out Blood on the Reel. Go to Johnny Daggers on Facebook. Dagger Vision Films on the Internet. Uh, let's see. Origin of the Species, one of the one of the four films. There's Rawhead, uh The Jones, Revelations. This is Roger Sampson's uh uh horror anthology coming out in um, I guess it's gonna be in the new year sometime, uh called Forces of Horror. And I have seen all four films. Um Myself and Heather will be hosts in the film. I will be shooting that stuff very soon. Probably just before Christmas. Just to complicate matters more. But highly enjoyable. Here, I should just read what I got here for you. The only way to explain it is to go right to the Facebook page itself. Um, Go to the Forces of Horror Anthology page on Facebook. But basically, you got these four films with five of the same actors. All right, four different short films, same five actors, one location. The Forces of Horror Anthology Series, Volume 1. Interesting. That's Roger Sampson, the man behind that. Check it out. Roger Sampson, spelled like it sound. But go to the Facebook page, give him a like. The films are out and they're doing well. He's making some noise with these things, man. I'm so proud of him. Great guy, too, by the way. And in other news gosh uh oh today's jack davis's birthday jack davis directed the chop which will be coming out i I think in the new year sooner than these other ones i'm not sure the actual date but jack davis and carrie jubilee i want to thank them for that one thank them for getting my head blown off in the film once again if you want to see that here's your chance called the chop uh that will be coming out soon i have not seen this one yet in its entirety i can't wait and uh in, in, big news once again I, I've been busy and out of it for a while It's um, actually on the uh, the shoot for Our buddy John Russo The co-writer of the original Night of the Living Dead With director George Romero Well John Russo has a new film coming out It's his next zombie flick It's a horror comedy called My Uncle John is a Zombie And I got to be not just on the set I got to be in it I got to be a zombie Living the dream folks Living the dream much blood, much blood, much violence. Uh, beautiful women. If you know the, the blood and the violence don't catch you there, well, I want to thank John Russo and, of course, Salone Sangaris, who is one of the film's stars, along with Debbie Rochon and um, Mr. Of course, uh, Gary Lee Vincent, uh, the producer. We shot it on location in in Clarendon, Pittsburgh, PA. Yay. On the map once again, but without further ado, let's get to Morpheus laughing. Thank you, folks. As always, find me at at Fairly Dark on Twitter.
0: I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that grow here in the dark. Things. Best left to see. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new at Productions.com for more info on the author and his work Still here Okay Let's play a game <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again?
0: Yeah. Hey, Ren!
2: What? Are you still angry with me? Yes, I'm still like, wait a minute. What are you hiding? Oh, nothing! He
3: does this,
2: like, so well. It's disgusting. Yeah, okay. I'll give you, like, a a regular web. Okay, there we go. This could
1: be a good outtake, (laughs) though. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. My mic is a little bit low
3: i stop what you're doing Cause I'm about to ruin The image and the style That you're used to I look funny But y'all are making money See So y'all world will hope you're ready for me
1: Oh yeah oh, Yeah God. You can't I'm... I can't not, not Start singing And singing Once you start it um, um, It's
2: actually one of my Favorite songs to do At karaoke <laughs>
1: <laughs> And let me tell
3: you This guy He throws it down man. Yeah it's, I believe it He goes in
1: <laughs> Well without any Further ado here I can't I, That's the best intro I've had in a while Um I'm here. Well, we have a repeat performer, of course. Um, Mr. Arvin Clay is back with his band, Morpheus Laughing. And uh, we have a newcomer. And he goes by the name of Pegwitz.
3: It's Derek Pegwitz, ah. but everybody knows everybody knows am last name.
1: Well, uh, you, have you guys known each other for a long time? Or? A long time. What's yeah, a long, long time? Well,
2: uh, Derek and I actually started... Uh, well, we met um, in the year of our Lord Prince of 1999. Yep. And... Um, <laughs> We, uh, <laughs> we, we just kinda of started, um we, we started talking because we both had like mutual interest in like weird electronic music and people knew that we both had the interest in weird electronic music, so it was like, hey, you guys need to talk.
3: Yeah, and they literally just, you know, my friend, uh, at the time, Allison, she said, here, you need to meet this guy. She dragged me over and Drew said, hey, Arvin likes Skinny Puppy too. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's,
2: that's what brought us together. And then there was a night where, Uh, Derek came over to visit and we were going to record something with, uh, my band, or my my roommate at the time. And it just wasn't quite working out and then Derek and I started on this thing and we're like, whoa, wait a minute, okay, this is kind of awesome and that's actually where I'm going. Right from the top, you guys. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, more. Yeah, we actually started recording as Morpheus laughing like 15 years ago. What kind of equipment do you use when you're recording? And I mean, is this something you can just go into a studio and use? Are you sitting there with a keyboard? What? What exactly? How? What, I don't. I don't understand the process. We are
2: laptop virtuosos. Okay. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I mean, we we use a lot of software only because I mean. At this point, it, it, it almost doesn't make sense for, for two schlubs in Pittsburgh to have, like, a giant studio because, A, it's, you know, it's cost prohibitive, but more so, I mean, we can actually go in and... We can have an arsenal. I think, you know, like I have like 40 software synthesizers that I can bring up at any time. Wow. At
3: least. Jeez. And, and the best part about the uh, software synthesizers is that even the, the analog modeling ones like the CSV-80, uh-huh. uh, the Artoria programs, and they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. They sound so good. And instead of having a large physical object taking up space… Mm. It's all inside the computer, and the only thing we need to, to actually play with mm-hmm. or input with is nothing more than a MIDI controller. A little uh, lap, laptop-sized uh, MIDI controller, uh, 16 keys, and some knobs and buttons we can tweak.
1: That's incredible. I, I just realized I left the TV on in the other room, so I need to go turn that down. No, no, no. Personal, no, no. Yeah, right? nah. Personal addiction with uh, <laughs> current events right now, uh, Things are a little dark. I don't know if that helps you guys, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does? Uh, yeah. Always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: We take a lot of inspiration from uh, current events and um, just just bad, nasty stuff in general. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a first for me that I left the TV running like that while I was recording. But. Don't
2: worry, kids. Happens all the time on live radio.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Well, usually I have a dog running around here. And you right. remember that. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the current one is at the doggy daycare, Aww. so we're not going to be interrupted today. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Skinny Puppy, speaking of which, nice little segue. Um, I heard it in the first... Oh, actually, the second song that you sent me, Arvin. um, Yeah. Asuka Isn't Dead. Uh,
2: uh, Yeah, Asuka Is Not Dead.
1: Yeah, not dead. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's my favorite of the three. It's creepy as all hell. Definitely some Skinny Puppy influence for anybody out there that is into that. The original industrial... I mean, that... Do you call yourselves industrial at this point?
2: Um I mean, we, we're, we've got, like, industrial leanings, but honestly, like, it, it's just, like I said, we're like two schlubs in Pittsburgh who play kind of dark electronic stuff. You
3: and know? that's that's exactly how I describe it, is it's, it's just darker electronic stuff with a very horror slash sci-fi edge.
1: Oh, it's creepy. It's yeah. definitely creepy. I, I'd love to... A permanent, uh, resin in my brain after listening to it three, three times. What is that song about?
2: Um, honestly, it's, it's actually a reference to, uh, anime.
1: Okay. Uh, I- Neon Genesis
2: Evangelion. Um, and it's, yeah, it. exactly. A suka. Um, and it's basically all about the breakdown of her psyche. Um, because the type of mental disorder that she has, it, it's commonly misconstrued as narcissism. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, because her, outward um appearance is like very sort of strong she's very very strong personality but on the inside she just kind of crumbles
3: yes um it's her insecurity which yeah. really forces her to create this outward um shell mm-hmm. of strength that is completely that hollow i mean yes. she she looks she she comes across as being very very strong-willed and very very in control uh actually even extremely controlling Yeah, and but it's inside, all insecurity Yeah, right? exactly, mm-hmm. it's all insecurity and, and uh, just lack of faith in herself and constant self-questioning, con- which is something believe me, I can identify with very, very much
2: Yeah, and it's, you know, we, we kind of took the uh, the the doll imagery because like her reoccurring theme was her mother had this doll that she seemed to love more than a sukkah so that, that's actually why we did, you know uh, lyrically, I'm your perfect doll coveted from afar display gaze focused playing soldier for the boys. Um, but then, so that, that's like her outer face, but then on the inside, you know, she just sees everything that's wrong with her. Um, uh, all I see is cracked, uh, is white crack paint. All I see is broken joints. This is your perfect doll. This is your perfect doll. And so she's just like very, very critical of herself. She knows like, ah, uh, I'm just, I'm disgusting, but I can't let anyone else know that.
1: Wild, okay. That's a, that, just to hear a song about an anime character. I think that's new for me. I don't think there are that many. Are there other than the songs that are in the anime? Um, um, which... th-
2: you'd actually be surprised how many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard like stuff uh, based on Akira, Ghost in the Shell, like that kind of stuff. We just kind of Akira. Okay. Yeah. Ghost yeah. in
3: the Shell's a real big one because I'm a I'm a pretty hardcore transhumanist, and um, I like all things cybernetics and robotics and things like that, and. Uh, I listen to a lot of electronic music, and just naturally there's a there's a, a lot of folks who really really tune into the the themes behind Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell. There's also some great samples from it, you know, great lines of dialogue that I've heard multiple multiple times. Um, but it served as a that that particular uh, movie slash series mm-hmm. has really really served as a, a a great source of inspiration for
1: so many people. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, that I could. Oh man, once I started watching that one, I could not finish watching it. I just—that's all there was to it. I was like, and I, at that time, you could still rent it. And I used to oh, go yeah. to incredibly yep. strange video. Huh. Bruce Lenz, R.I.P. Bruce. Linn, I, you know, Bruce? Yeah. I yeah. love that place. Me so too. Much. Everybody yeah. does. Have you seen his band, Bruce Linn? He He's in a yeah, he's in a uh well, not necessarily hardcore, but a punk band. Yeah, I've seen. I saw them open for Prong. Believe it or not. Oh wow! Not too long ago at the Moose. What yeah, are they called? A year ago. I can't remember right now because he's been in three bands and I can't keep track of them. Um, it'll come to me. Hey, yeah. oh, volcano dogs. oh There we know. go. Volcano oh, that's dogs. A cool,
3: that's a cool name. Yeah, he yeah.
1: gets he gets off the stage and into the crowd and, and you know screams in your face for a while. Bruce is Bruce. You know he's always gonna be that way. Yep. But yeah, off topic there. Um. Yeah. As you can see behind you there, uh, Robotech was my thing, uh, oh, yeah. as far as oh, animated. Huge oh, yeah. Robotech. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Yeah. That, yeah. Opened, that yeah. opened the door for me. Yeah.
3: yeah. I was always into the Invid.
1: Yeah. Like, they were my favorite. That's th- everybody's favorite, that, when you talk Robotech. Because uh, the, the, the Cyclone motorcycles, yeah. people love that. But the Invid were badass characters.
3: Oh, yeah. they're. I mean, they're, they're char- like, like their their like carapace designs and whatnot <laughs> were just... I, I just love the fact that they were so in in sectile, mm-hmm. and um, just their, their mentality was so foreign and so alien compared to the robotech masters and the zentradi who were basically just
1: humans mm-hmm.
3: but uh the invid
1: were a whole nother thing yes they were yes they were do you ever finish uh reading the books and how the circle the sentinels every and all that?
3: single one of them
1: yes and then there's the latest ones the shadow chronicles was a great movie did you yes, see yes that? that was super supposed to do something else with that but i don't know i don't know there, there are Invid floating around here somewhere i 100. I'm shocked, only not. <laughs> I know. Right now, it's because... It well, I have to change things up in here every now and then. There's, no. a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff. No, no, no. You you don't.
2: Um, and, it's, and it's especially topical with The Force Awakens yeah. coming out. And, yes, Star Wars uh, has to be out right now. Yeah. I, I was oh, going to pack
1: yeah. it all up, and then... Uh, nope. Heather said, no, no, no. You, no. you leave your Star Wars stuff yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, did yeah, that. So. Yeah. But <laughs> aside from that, who, which of you does most of the writing? Do you do it together?
2: Uh, well, well you, I mean, like, as far as the songs go, yeah, like... Well, well we we actually have like a really really simple um arrangement um yeah. i'm I'm the sound designer like a like yeah. I'd say 90% yeah, of, of all the sound that's actually created for the band, I'm doing. I'm tweaking synthesizers, I'm chopping up samples, I'm, you know, tweaking drum sounds. And then...
3: What get- I do is I put the uh, sounds together into actual songs. Nice. Yeah.
2: And sometimes it'll start where... Because I, I think, like, last week I was home sick and I just had my laptop on my... uh on my stomach and I sort of banged out a little beat, um, put some synths on it and I played it for Derek. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, this isn't going to go anywhere, but I thought it was neat. And Derek's like, what are you kidding me? No, no, no. This is a song. This is the beginning of a song.
3: It was absolutely fantastic. And I, I said, this has to go somewhere. And we've started layering stuff on it and it's what about two and a half minutes long now with just all kinds of, of, of weird, weird. synth changes <laughs> and, and whatnot. It's, it's going to be a very, very uh, complex track that just, there's a, there's a lot going on and it switches up a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm already there. Um, I don't know, is it time to play a song maybe? Uh, let the audience hear what you... Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Which, uh, what are you thinking? Should we go with Asuka or should we go uh, with Nancy... Well, I know Nancy is your favorite. It's it, Yeah, until I heard of Asuka. Yeah. Um, Nancy, I oh, played, yeah. It, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. played it at the Halloween party this year, and people were like, well, what is this? And as usual, I, I have to explain where these yeah. things come from. And, yeah. But they're not terribly surprised that I play something that's just completely new and out there, and it, it's awesome. And so, yeah.
3: when, when Arvin and I wrote that song, too, we decided that we wanted to do it as a kind of uh halloween tribute song yes something that you know it would be it would be perfectly apropos to play at a halloween party Mm -hmm. or something like that yeah
2: and plus i mean it's
1: it's you know uh, a tribute to Wes craven absolutely oh the timing oh god that's another one he's missed oh it's terrible oh yeah that's uh, i i I didn't quite get over that one yet so so without any further ado i guess we'll play we'll go with nancy thompson then perfect all right sounds good all right folks stick around Okay, as usual, uh, well, the best conversations always happen off-air. Um, you just heard Nancy Thompson, and that's a tribute to uh, Wes Craven. Yep, yep. And uh, an ode to Halloween. Um, and <laughs> we were just discussing uh, remakes, and what I thought they should do is a uh, nucleus jam on it, since we are... Uh, we know you guys are fans of rap. Um, but I you- also
3: did a, uh, I did a cover of The Whisper Song by Yin Yang Twins. It's on <laughs> yeah. my SoundCloud, and that song is so embarrassingly bad. Oh, my God. It is literally one of the worst, worst songs I've ever heard. So, of course, I had to do a cover of it and try to make it cool. So I made it – I, I kind of like serial killered the lyrics up a little bit, you know, and uh, um, I, I did it very – it's very, very tongue-in-cheek, but uh, – I do actually, I've done hip hop production for, uh, some, some friends of mine. Oh, yeah? Some friends of mine who are MCs. And, uh, I, one of the, one of the cool things about, uh, Morpheus Laughing is that a lot of our influence comes from, uh, a lot of our musical influences come from a very, very wide range of sources. Oh, I, I know mean,
1: that. I know Arvin and I know his scope. Yeah, so. exactly.
3: I mean, I got, I, I bring, a lot of prints, a lot of hip hop production, uh, a lot of, Prince, a lot of, um, cool. a lot of uh, Old school industrial, um, old school synth soundtrack type
1: stuff. Do you were, go like ChemLab when you say old school industrial or like more Skinny Puppy?
3: More like Skinny Puppy Frontline Assembly, the, oh, yeah, the more go. electronic uh, types of acts.
2: Yeah. And, cool. uh, we we actually just discovered, like last day, this is, you know, speaking of the old school stuff. We just discovered a record that was in my collection um, that I'm like, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but we, um, we you know, we, we're looking it up online and we're like... This is like an unknown industrial gem like it was
3: a, a just it's a band called Artillerymen on a toot
1: yeah I which is one of the
3: wow. go- gookiest names ever and I looked it up on uh, YouTube the the album is called if it rotates, we can control it
1: are they German?
2: No no, no. they're from Rochester New York. That's yeah.
3: Cra- what year were
1: we talking about?
2: 1989. 1989. Yeah. So, so the, the year of pretty hate machine, yeah. uh, of violator, of rabies. Uh, rabies, minus terrible thing to taste. The ministry
1: was going nuts yeah. at that point. So they, I could see where they get swept under the rug. I mean, yeah. with all that happening.
2: Well, it was a tiny label. Like they, like it was never released on CD. It mm. was a tiny pressing of records, but we were listening like that the, there's so much stuff out there like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it gets uh, lost in the shuffle. It, and, it really
1: and there was no there was no medium for it. There was nowhere to play it. Nobody was playing it on the radio. No, I, no. I mean unless it was a college station, and even then you had very what well, you're playing Gary Newman. Still, yeah. you know, like, yeah, uh, which he keeps coming up. I ran I, I into a DJ at work. His name is Ace. That yeah, is his real name. Do you know of an Ace? Mm-hmm. That's a, can't there can't be that many. Yeah, um, he actually looks a lot like you. It was really? Of, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he he is remixing Gary Newman with um, i believe he said um, oh gosh uh ooh i can't think of their net craftwork Oh, I like oh, doing boy. a mashup, yeah, I yeah.
3: have to hear this. I, yeah. I, I, Gary
1: Newman is like my musical idol. Pleasure Principle is the first album yes. I ever owned.
3: Yeah, and you,
2: you and me both. Mm-hmm. So we, we were actually mm-hmm. just talking about that last night because Peggertz yeah, I
1: mean, and I... Ozzy. I had Ozzy Blizzard of Oz at somewhere here too. I have to say that. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. I, oh, yeah, of course. That's one of my first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no. wa- a Wasp the Last Command. No.
0: Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we,
2: we yeah. were we, we were literally just talking about that last night because for Peggertz, what started him on his journey mm-hmm. was the Pleasure Principle. And you really hear it in his music and what Started it for me was um, uh, Tomita's version of the Planets. Tomita's a Japanese synthesist, and he mm. he did a version of Holst The Planets. But that opening to Mars, like it just set me forward. Like it, it was this amazing ambient opening. It's like forget it. Like that's that that's it. Like you you hear echoes of that mm-hmm. in everything I do. That's See, awesome. Yeah,
3: Arvin's Arvin's uh, he he does very very lush atmosphere type stuff because that's what he grew up listening to. You know, that's what he really keys in on. I on the other hand. I'm more of the melody. Booty uh, shaker. Booty shaker. Yeah. You know, I dropped in fat beats. And, uh, you know, I try to, I, I'm, I'm, I can't exactly say I'm a songwriter because I, I write really crappy lyrics. I admit it. But uh, I do like create Beats and and song structures and stuff like that. Your composer, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 a composer slash arranger. No, and uh,
2: I, I'm I'm gonna stop you right there, no, because like "Ode to You" was probably one of the best things lyrically you've ever done. Like it was.
3: Okay, yeah, I'll copy yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think you know every once in a while I I do manage to stumble upon something really yeah. dang good and i'm quite i'm quite fond of that yeah. song yeah
1: uh, it's i'm glad you said the title because i thought it was you know song two you well but that, it's, that, it's that, that's that's the joke oh okay. uh-huh. yeah o- because
2: right. we, we it'll probably be the second track on the album so it'll kind of confuse you know ode <laughs> to you
1: yeah right, well you you got me on that one um but yeah kind of very that uh, mellow ambient, kind of soothing in a creepy way it's, yeah a, I, I mean i love creepy stuff. So that that works for me. Uh maybe we'll play that one next. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. We'll go yeah. out with uh probably I don't know. I guess we'll go out with my favorite one. Okay. But yeah, yeah, we should definitely play that one. Which is your favorite of what you Well, talking? actually,
2: oh, I know oh, for me it's OTU and, yeah. and, and For
1: me
3: it's uh, Nancy Thompson. Okay. But together, I mean, we're both huge fans. We think we really did a good job on uh Ahsoka. And I mean, I don't want to I don't want to sound conceited or anything like that, but I really think we really nailed that one yeah. because it that, that song really has everything in it that we like everything from you know hardcore industrial sounds to uh some ambient weirdness uh just bizarre uh vocoded vocals mm-hmm. and then you know really really rough guttural stuff yeah. it's all, all guttural. heavily yeah. heavily uh distorted and whatnot and it's just it's kind of like Every one of our influences together jammed into one song. Uh,
1: Yeah, I heard it. Um, Definitely. I I guess really live acts. Now live, uh, how could you do this live? What do you do? You set up the laptop i've seen people do it yeah oh and that,
2: that's that's actually I what mean, we did well you that's know how we, trent
1: trent did it the first time around
2: well yeah. yeah well he he actually had tapes like he he would yeah. play from a tascam recorder and sort of play along with it yeah. and a lot of his early shows it would end with him kicking the tascam because oh. it would screw up uh, at the middle of it but yeah i mean like for us you know we we set up the laptop um we use that as our controller uh we're actually going to get into Using a little more technology in our, our next shows, like there's there's some stuff for the iPad that I really, really want to use. It's mm-hmm. like output.
3: Um, and I have a vocal processing uh, app on my iPad that is just really fantastic. I, it's an IK multimedia product, so yeah. give them a plug.
1: Yeah. I, I re- um, <clears throat> recently saw one of my, well, my gods. I saw Godflesh at um, oh, altar Bar, which is one of my they, – there uh, I mean there's Ministry, Pantera, and then Godflesh. I can go on. But yeah. um, their system, what they had on that stage, I mean, granted, it's two guys, bass and, and guitar and the vocals by, you know, Broderick. Um, amazing. I just, but I, they had these. They looked like um they had uh, Daleks on stage. Yeah. They just had these monster systems. I couldn't even tell you what they did. You guys probably could. Big I rack they, systems with a yeah. whole bunch of effects oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And the drum loops. You know, they they oh, yeah. control everything with a touch of a button. I think he was using pedals. Yeah. To do yeah. that, they were amazing. It blew me away. I took some people with me to that show that never heard them and that walked out we met them afterwards too. Oh, yeah that's cool they're gracious enough to meet people and just great guys man great guys um do you guys see yourself doing something like that someday with a bass guitar on stage or Pro- probably just going with the-
2: nothing like that um and I mean realistically like we don't actually like we it, we were actually just talking this car on the, yeah. uh, talking about this on the way up okay. like we don't necessarily want to play like a whole bunch of shows mm-hmm. you know um we're
3: primarily studio musicians that was my you know, next question okay you
2: know, but i mean when we do play a show we want it to of course be a nod to like skinny puppy like yeah the the first one uh one of the bands we opened up with they they swore that this wasn't our first show like that they, they were like there's no way you guys are this tight you're this wow, focused
1: Um, who, who, who who was it? Uh,
2: it was, uh, Venus in first. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys was like, there's no way, there's no way this is your first show. And really the the show was only about 60% of what I wanted to do with it. Yeah, Um, exactly.
3: Like we, we were,
2: we, we sort of, uh, to set the, the stage, we literally ripped apart dozens of VHS tapes and littered the whole stage with like tape, (laughs) There was so much
3: VHS tape everywhere, <laughs> and
2: because our our shtick, like like our whore,
3: our our, our whore, our whole
2: <laughs> sort of um, image, uh, we're not whores. Um, it, it's sort of like well. I
3: mean, if you give us enough money,
2: I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. um, an offer. Um, but uh, we we um, you know we're, we're sort of like this weird found footage like '80s sort of thing. Um, but with the next shows that we're doing, which will probably be in March, we're definitely oh, doing a, uh, video drone sort of, uh, sort of Ooh, thing. I'm, nice. I'm doing like some, some effects for, uh, for Pegrets. Uh, some of our gear is just going to look like it's kind of coming out of, Weird, uh, weird objects. And... Well, for
1: those that should remember, Arvin's been on the show probably about six times. I don't know, four to six times, way back in the Scream Park days, and um, that's what you did, yeah, effects yeah. back then. And that, now, right now, it should be uh, waking up some people, like, oh, it's that guy again, that oh, guy, I'm that oh, that schmuck. Okay, <laughs> now, Pegritz, you write as well. I mean, write, yes. write. You're working on a book. Yeah, I'm actually writing a,
3: a number of short stories. I'm working on like two or three novels. Um That's the way
1: it happens. One, all, yeah, all, all exactly. Once, all yeah. at once.
3: Because what I, my writing process is I, I start on something, I work on it until I get bored with it, and then I go to something else. And I work on that until I get bored with it, and I kind of proceed down the line until I loop back to the beginning and then add more And my, and uh, yep. some work on something called, uh, I, I really don't have a title for it yet, but basically the uh, the, the conceit is that um, there's a thing called SAMHSA syndrome, which uh, is basically uh, everybody in the world starts metamorphosing into everything from giant cockroaches to squids to robots, you name it. Everyone just changes. And I um, wasn't sure you wanted to reveal that, but okay. <laughs> go yeah, go for it. <laughs> that's the basic idea of it. And it sounds like a
1: lot of good music is coming away with that with those ideas too. Oh and yeah, I think about yeah. that. Oh yeah, one definitely leads into the other. I think music and writing is. It, a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I need the music to be playing sometimes to write a certain. Type
3: Absolutely, of uh, almost every one of my chapter titles is a song title. Generally, um, either Gary Newman, Skinny Puppy, Frontline Assembly, uh Coil. That's what I listen to when I'm 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 writing stuff, and I always I always end up throwing in little, uh, like, either quotes of lyrics from what I'm listening to at the time, or uh, I make some kind of a reference to it, you know, maybe the character's listening to the same thing and whatnot. (laughs) But, I mean, music is a – music and literature is a huge crossover for me because um, I have an MA in English, and I uh, did that work, that primary work on uh, H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Wow. Who's yeah. my you know literary idol? Well, hey, the Fall of Tomorrow is a big nod to that. That that's my first novel, and yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. I made my own creatures. I didn't steal yeah. it from anywhere else, and he, everything he did was so original. Exactly. So I tried. It's difficult to come up with original monsters these days.
3: It, it is. I mean, so much stuff has been so much stuff has been done. But one thing that I've kind of uh, re- I don't want to say resigned myself to so much as acknowledged because a lot of the work that I did was based on um, the work of Joseph Campbell. The hero's journey and stuff like that. All these archetypal characters and concepts that show up in mythology and stories all over the place, all over the world. So what it really did is it taught me that there isn't anything that's truly 100% original. Um, you're always going to be doing something that's been done before, but you just got to give it an individualized spin. Exactly and um that's not difficult to do a- mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. um you just need to put in a little bit of work on it
1: yeah yeah i agree uh that came up in the the movie uh blood on the reel uh, not out to johnny daggers film that for about making indie independent horror i have one 20 second scene in there and they they were asking you know what uh, you know why? Why do they copy everything? They're, they're copying movies after movie. They're redoing this, and I got mad on like they—they're they are they're, they're copying characters and archetypes. I Meaning, like if you watch these slashers on Netflix, it's always the same five people, and there's no original twist on any of them. But it, yeah. how how hard is that to make a twist on mm-hmm. one of those characters? Yeah. And, <laughs> and
3: there's, it's not. I mean, all you have to do is sit around a little bit and think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, okay, the slasher is. The slasher. Yeah. That that type of character, it's an archetypal character. You make a slasher fic, flick, it's going to be about a guy going around killing people for some reason. Mm-hmm. How that person does that is entirely up to you. So, uh, you know, if you put just a knife in the guy's hand, uh, or he might as well be Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you... Have a the, the fellow be deformed in some fashion. Well, he's pretty much going to be Freddy Krueger, just another mm-hmm. another version of that. So, you know, even with that in mind, you can still do interesting stuff with that. Yeah. But you know, you have to be willing to uh, try new things and, and experiment with stuff. You mm-hmm. know, come up with. It, 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 there's there's no such thing as a, as an idea that's too ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know. um I created a character. It's the guy goes around and kills people with a shovel. There you go. It's a sharpened shovel.
1: (laughs) But like, even like, you know, uh, we'll go back to Cary Hill. He did use archetypes. Right. But in one of those, in, in that film... There was more survivors than I've ever seen in a horror movie. Yeah. Now it's always, you know, down to two girls and one guy. You know, one girl's not going to make it. The guy's going to be cut in half at some point, but he'll almost make it. You can predict every, everything. You can almost predict who's going to survive from the first two minutes of a movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, but Carrie Hill did, I liked his twist where he had multiple survivors. Absolutely. And you don't even know where some of them
3: R and, uh, at the yeah, end. Yeah.
1: And, and that was, that was fresh. You know, yeah. I, 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 I like that. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. I got to pay the bills with a little commercial that I do. And, uh, we want to hear, we want to hear, um, OTU, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. We're going to play that right now. We'll get right back with Morpheus laughing. Burning Publishing presents the next
0: step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's The Fall of Tomorrow. The Fall of Tomorrow. It's a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous passion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Bull Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBottlePublishing.com You... Yeah. You'll stay with me help me. Then we can be together the way we were before. We belong to each other now.
1: Folks, friends, and fiends, kettle whistle radio here with Morpheus, laughing, Arvin Clay, and Mister Pegritz.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did we just hear? We just heard "O2U." Yeah, and uh, ambient creepiness. Uh, what was the inspiration for that one?
3: Oddly enough, um, that was written as the closest thing that I could ever come to a love song. <laughs> All right, I like that. Um, you know, the whole idea is is. You're the only person that I ever want to be with, so you might as well just burn yourself into me like a shadow from a nuclear explosion.
1: That's fantastic. And
3: and lyric again lyrically, it's like the best thing. And and it,
2: it was definitely one of those moments where you like perfectly channeled w- without it being cheesy, but you perfectly channeled kind of like the ogre. Yeah. Sort of oh yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, some of my favorite lyrical bits or or that uh, that track.
1: Very cool. Do you feel that? Do you, do you get the? Um... All your beats, how do I say this? Are the beats as powerful as, let's say, if you use drums or a drum machine, do you, are you happy with what you get on a laptop? Because again, I don't know. I've, oh. I've only messed around with Casio keyboard and beats yeah. and loops.
2: A- absolutely, because it's so flexible. Like, like we can go in, we, we can start something, and that's usually how it happens, yeah. is like I'll come up with like some weird little break beat or some weird little noisy thing and then we can go back and just like add to it we can go and hey you know what this drum sounds okay but let's pull up this one mm. and fix that or let's re-engineer that let's
3: mm. uh let's do that So, or let's load up a whole nother drum machine with a whole different set of samples and layer that on top of it because oh, cool. see that's what's really cool about um uh, electronic music these days. We have, we have so many so many one-shot samples of just individual kick hits, individual snare hits, uh um, hi hats, everything like that. I mean, there's there's thousands upon thousands of them. I mean, I I, I think I have something like eighteen thousand. Oh my god! <laughs> and I mean, I'm never gonna never gonna use, use them an all eighth <laughs> of that. But they're there for that moment when we need this one exact one specific sound that we're looking for. That's awesome. And the best part about it is, too, you know, we may start off something with a, a, a specific kick drum sound. And then as we're writing the, the music on top of it, suddenly that kick drum doesn't quite sound as – maybe it's too bass-heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's being swallowed up by uh, the bass line. Or maybe it's just not punchy enough. Mm-hmm. We'll see, today it's trivial to go in, pick another kick drum sample, doot, 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 <laughs> hit a couple of buttons, boom, it's changed.
1: That's amazing. What now I, I never knew Arvin had a musical background. What are both your musical backgrounds? Uh where did the, how did this start?
2: Um honestly, like I I just started uh playing with sound. I mean, that that's always been like my my big thing mm-hmm. is just I'm I'm obsessed with with sound, mm-hmm. with, with creating sound, with manipulating it. Um and it, it probably just comes from again like my background. Like when I was growing up um up through high school, uh, up through like discovering Nine Inch Nails and Skinny Puppy in 1989. All that I, I I listened to was soundtracks, mm-hmm. like, like literally was just that's that's it. And for Pegris, it was all like new. It's the, the same music he listens to now. It, it's like yeah. it's like all new wave. And so there there's just like for him, it was like you know learning how to how to program you know tracks like that just made sense. And
1: soundtracks—that's yeah. something you guys want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yes, yeah. I that think yeah. that's
2: our ultimate goal. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, realistically, it's it, it's fun to do this sort of like industrial tinge dark stuff mm-hmm. but realistically we want to sit down watch a movie and just like okay yeah we 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 got this we uh let's let's build this let's do this here because again with the way that we work mm-hmm. we know that I'm creating a sound. Derek's like, okay, if I put this synth in here, it's going to create that much tension. Okay, but if you put that synth there, we need to end... Th- we, the crescendo
1: right here, just before that happens, has to be this sound. And exactly. And then we, we sort of nail it. Yeah, I guess you do. I, I heard it. You're hearing it now, folks, too. Um, I, I, along the lines of soundtracks, this is an interesting one. I, I want to I'll pick your brains at this one because you, Pegritz, was looking at my uh, collection of uh, old paperback novels there, Jaws 2, uh, Halloween 3...
3: Alan Dean Foster's uh, version the of thing. The Thing. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's a favorite of mine. Well, here's a soundtrack that I, I can't get my hands on because I don't think there officially ever was one. Terrible movie. Good soundtrack. Uh, howling 2. Oh, no, yeah. it actually was just re-released. you got to be kidding me. Yes, it is I, actually out I, there. I, yeah, With it, the Howling, That's that song that opens up the movie, yes. like, that's Yeah, it, yeah th- there
2: was actually just uh, an article from, I think it was Rue Morgue a few months ago. No, no, it was Fangoria. It was Fangoria. Um, it was a few months ago where they were talking specifically about the soundtrack and that it was getting re-released because it, because there was like that really yep. cool sort of like, um, there's like a heavy new wave song in the yeah. club scene. And that's what they were talking about was that particular song. It's like, yeah, you know, the soundtrack's going to be. But who out opens there.
1: up the, who, the who's, that's a kind of a gothic new wave new yeah. song. Who's, there's, it's an, a common, I think they're a known band that opens no, up the not, movie no. N- no, no, no. Nope. It, it was, they were studio mis- musicians.
3: That's it. Yeah. yeah. They just brought some people in and said, hey, let's create a song that sounds like this. This
1: and for that yeah. scene,
3: and boom, there it is.
1: Man, yeah, because the movie is not memorable. No, But the no. music is. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Okay, I, I can't believe you guys know that. That's hysterical. So how do you get this? Is it on Amazon or something? Um,
2: I, I, I don't know. Oh, it, yeah, it, like, yeah I'll, I'll have to go back to
1: the Fangoria article. Okay, and I'll, cool. Uh, I'll send that off. To yeah, I need uh, to get my hands yeah. on
3: that. I have a friend, uh, Randall Larson. Uh, he's a, fe- a Facebook friend of mine, and he collects movie soundtracks okay he is the man to go to for movie soundtracks so he was the one who alerted me that that was going to be available <sighs> somebody else
1: liked it yeah. i'm just i'm in shock it's been 25 years plus yes. since i you know met other people that know what i'm talking about well that you know interestingly the, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because
3: this is something arvin and i were talking about the other day um the kind of soundtracks that we want to do are those iconic soundtracks such as the um, the you know the soundtracks from John Carpenter movies.
1: Yeah, I have it right over there. Yeah. Right I mean, right next to Suspiria <laughs> soundtrack. exactly and Suspiria, yeah, yeah, you
3: know. You know whenever you hear ding 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 uh-huh. you know that's right. Halloween. Yep.
2: Yeah. Or dun 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 dun. That Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course. That's I of like we've... the thing soundtrack. Oh, God. we were yeah, I have, we, we were that. literally just talking about that. It's right there. Yeah, I've but got it. That, that's another it. one that it's it's iconic only because of the sound. Because mm-hmm. it, there there's no nobody remembers the melody of it, but they they remember the dun 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 <laughs> dun
1: dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun dun yeah dun dun. <laughs> Yep, you know,
3: and and that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that we really want to do because you know Arvin's got the the sound design genius. I mean, I don't even know how he does it. I've watched him do it. I've tried to do it myself. <laughs> I mean, we have the same equipment basically. I, I have no idea how he does it. I know no no clue. I mean, I, I like I said, I've watched him do it, and it's just like <laughs> uh, I, I if I'm, I did that, it would just sound like crap. <laughs>
2: I'm basically a room full of monkeys tapping on. A bunch of typewriters, and I end up with Shakespeare.
1: That's 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 about how it <laughs> and, is. And the
3: thing is, it's Shakespeare every time. It's like you know, one minute he's he's cranking out the synth version of Macbeth. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's um, a Midsummer's Night's Dream. And I try this stuff, and all I get is Cymbeline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's incredible. I had no idea, Arvin. Yeah, hey, you you, you come, you're full of surprises every time you come in here. Uh, I, how about that book on the end there, Peggerti? You, you found that one there right away. I can't believe you even... Slimer. Slimer.
3: Um, and it's not about the guy from Ghostbusters. Not at all, man. Whose Slimer. real
2: name is Onion Head. I wish people would actually acknowledge
3: that. Is that right? That. His is that name right? is
1: Onionhead, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yes. Well, Slimer's known as Proteus in the horror movie world, which... Was just okay. I don't know that book. I can't believe that's something else you you picked up on right away. I was a huge horror fan, paperback horror fan back yeah. in the eighties. Don't you miss that? when You could walk into the mall and buy that paperback before the movie came out. Oh, oh yeah. from hills. Walden Books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <They have> Walden <laughs> hills, Books. Hills, man.
3: I used to go up to the Hills in Uniontown, um, and they would have had, they had this giant horror section. Oh, it was and it was mostly tour and leisure books. Yep,
1: yep tour. I remember that. Jeez. Oh man, we, you know before we forget, we should really tell people where to find you. you guys on Twitter.
2: Uh we well we we are um generally like if you actually jump to our uh website morpheus-laughing.com, you'll uh you'll you'll find us and creepy pictures of us <laughs> and uh
3: and our links to our Facebook pages uh, the sound, uh, sound file. filed. Okay.
1: Uh, the music is available for people now, or no? Well,
3: we we have on our SoundCloud we
2: have uh, uh, Nancy Thompson up. We may okay. put like probably like one more. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just we're in talk with like a couple of labels who are already sort of interested in and in stuff. So cool. we don't want to put. Everything no, out there just right, yet. Right.
1: So, well, there's um Bandcamp. I recommend yeah. to all the bands I talk to because that that goes right to the money goes to. Yeah. You guys. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And,
2: and Bandcamp is amazing. Yes, like, it is. Like the 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 stuff that you find on there. Mm-hmm. I remember last. Two weeks ago, I, I just typed synthwave, uh, yes. looking for something, and we found this amazing this, this guy who it was it was like literally like soundtracks with vocoded vocals on top of it. Yep. And we're just like, where did this stuff yeah. come from? I tell
1: all the band, bands that come in here, come on the show, that they need to go there, uh, bandcamp. I have actually the the people that do our intro and outro and other background music, a uh, band called Yard Panther, uh, two sisters and. Uh, a guy down in Austin, Texas, and they didn't know about it. Now they're on there, and now people know who they are, and just great people. And it's, it, it's a, I think it's a great place for musicians to go to. The oh, other yeah. one is Reverb Nation, I'm not sure how, I know it's, people use it. Yeah. I've
3: got a, I've 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 got a band camp mm-hmm. uh, for my personal stuff, uh, my solo stuff, and I've got a Reverb Nation. Okay. It's just, it's just my name, Derek C.F. Pegritz. And if you, honestly, if you just search Pegritz, P-E-G-R-I-T-Z. Yeah, I was going to tell you to (laughs) spell that.
1: That's awesome. Well, and we'll find you on Facebook, of course, too. Um, now album-wise, what's going to happen? This is the age of putting out four songs EP, maybe one single, and maybe an album down the road. I find a lot of bands uh, lately have been doing one or two songs at a time, even.
2: Well, we, we have, what, like six songs done? Um, and of course we we just started one last week. Uh we have another one that's also sort of like in the background. Yep. Um you know, we realistically speaking again because we 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 don't want to be a touring band. Uh, right. Derek and I are both in our 40s. We're like uh if we were in our 20s sure, but you know, we've got responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um plus we're old <laughs> and tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um you know, we we would love to have <laughs> old and tired. Um you know, we we'd love to have like a record label put Put something out for us only because we've been doing music so long that yeah. we, we really want someone to say, oh, my God, this is good enough for me to press to CD or press to
1: vinyl.
3: All we want is validation. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, like, just validate our existence. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Well that's what we're trying to do here. Uh that's why I do what I do on Kettlewaser Radio. Um, you can always find me here of course on these airwaves. You can go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com for all the shows. You'll see the books there as well. There's new stuff coming out. I should I, I do have to make an announcement too that I will be in a film coming up. I'm, i several films coming out. But I'm actually going to be a zombie, and Uncle, my Uncle John is a zombie. The John Russo flick coming out, and we're filming this weekend. I have to be available, six thirty a.m. Saturday and Sunday this weekend, and oh, for makeup and ooh, get ready to hurry up and wait. I right, hurry yep. up and wait. That's and what I hear. And sit there. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing the eye thing. I imagine they're doing the, uh, you know, yeah. and that, I heard they, they're they painful to take out if you don't take them out right away. Yep. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> oh good. These eyes don't need that. No. But I am looking forward to this and it should be a lot of fun, uh, with, uh, you know, I have to thank my publisher, Gary, uh, uh, Gary over there at, uh, Burning Bowl Publishing for the opportunity. And, um, I don't know. guys, you need to tell us what else we have to look forward for uh, with you guys. What's the, uh, future of Morpheus laughing?
2: Well, I mean, honestly, like we're you know our, our plan is to do a couple of shows every three months, you know, um, but we we really just want to up the theatricality of it because quality over quantity. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, the the shows that we're doing in uh, March and there's two that we're kind of working on. Okay, um, we're we're going like full like videodrome on them, and uh, this this one's actually going to have a backing film which. We couldn't get done the last time. That's cool. Um, that's
1: awesome. Very ministry of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and Skinny
3: Puppy. And, yeah. um, incidentally, if, for, for those of you who don't know, that our name, Morpheus Laughing, comes from a Skinny Puppy song on Too Dark Park, which is one of my, I, that was the album that got me into Skinny Puppy. And that's probably one of my all time favorite songs. And, you know, we were trying to figure out what to call ourselves. Um Armin yeah. just said, uh, Morpheus laughing. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh,
2: yeah, I think at one point we were gonna call ourselves the other gods. We're like, nah, don't like it. D- yeah. It just doesn't, uh, doesn't fit. But yeah, Morpheus laughing, it just sort of like rolled off the tongue. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. 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 That, that's definitely it.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's definitely badass and good stuff. I guess we need to go out with a song. Yeah. What do we have left except... I think oh, we, my favorite one
2: so what, uh, what is it that, that grabs you about that one I
1: don't know I think because I knew it was about an anime character well everywhere. no no Nancy
2: Thompson was um, oh I'm sorry yeah yeah yeah
1: Nancy Thompson yeah well, okay well I'll, I'll edit that <laughs> no no no, but, no no, no, but no Nancy Thompson uh, well we no we, we started off with Nancy oh did we yeah yeah, yeah that's Nancy, right yeah. Oh, oh so it is a okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay yeah hey kids
2: see that happens all the time on live radio
1: <laughs> that's alright I just got to cut right there nope
2: no, keep it you know what <laughs> kids um you know you're all uncle arvin uh, ain't what he used to be hey, like that hey, Pegg, he's, he's, he's getting up back when i was your age what was i talking about
0: back when i was your age i had to i had to sequence my beats in a tracker and <laughs> oh, dos
3: oh dos that's I'm, actually, what well, I'm not kidding. Yeah, like, we're, we're not joking. The, we, oh, the program that we started, that we first started using back in the day was called Impulse Tracker, and it was a DOS program. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. How did it sound? Uh, well, it sounded great. Yeah, it actually sounded like
2: really damn good because it, it's just triggering samples but it's just oh, now that like it's not backwards like we actually have these these tracks from our original recordings that all we have left are 128 kilobit uh versions of them right uh and it kills
1: us because, yeah. Yeah. do you yeah. remember Mixmaster studio that was one of the first oh yeah that yes. oh yeah i remember Mixmaster. oh yeah it couldn't be used uh, unless you had a certain uh sound card if i right. remember oh yeah sound blaster yeah. yeah yeah that was that drove me crazy sound blaster only
3: <laughs> yeah but but yeah what
2: what uh what, what sort of Grabs you about Nancy Thompson. Okay, well, or Ahsoka.
1: Ahsoka, I know. <laughs> I,
2: well. I, I just, I just blew my brain uh,
1: metaphorically on uh, on his Star Wars I, poster. I, Sorry I, about that. I like the arrangement mostly. Yeah. I like the build, um, and I, I don't think there's actually a drop in there until the vocals kick in. Like the, the the creepy vocals come in like halfway through, or is it like maybe two minutes into it?
2: Well, th- there's that long, um, that long uh, yeah, intro, be, yeah. Um, where, where we like literally mm-hmm. uh, sampled Evangelion, like like, and we we specifically, I I, I went back and I, I sampled both the English version yeah. and the Japanese version because she's half English. Oh. Or she's ha- she's American and Japanese. She's also part German. German,
1: yeah. But there was
2: no German dub of it. So mm-hmm. I had the Japanese and English going back and forth because it's like, okay, this girl's going crazy. Yeah. So why not really have her brain
1: kinda It yeah, you it definitely that that totally I, I got that vibe from it. And yeah. that's what I liked. Of course I like the character. You yeah. know, so if I hear a song like that. That's it. No, real you wrapped it up right there for me. <laughs> Several times we have to rewind yeah. and, now but, you know, I'm glad you guys could come in here. You're always yeah. welcome back. Yeah, thanks for so much oh, for having um, me. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. This was great. Keep yeah. up the good music. That's what I to say. Um, and, uh, okay, do you guys want to plug one more time where to get you guys? Yep, Morpheus-laughing. morpheus-laughing.com. Okay.
3: And if you honestly just go to Google and search for Morpheus laughing, you'll find our stuff. Yeah. After you
2: sort mm-hmm. through all the skinny puppy yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. But
3: actually, if you look for Morpheus laughing Pittsburgh, boom. Yeah, you find us.
1: Well, we're going to go out with Ahsoka is not dead. However, I'd rather before that little intro. How about a little Humpty dance on the, on your little? Oh, you, you
2: want? All right. Okay. Alright, stop what, what you're, you're doing, doing, cause I'm about to ruin The, the image and the style, and style that you used to I look funny, yeah. but you but know you're I'm making, making money, see, see so, so your world, world I look, hope you're ready for me. me Now gather round, I'm the new, new fool in, in town, town. And my sound. sound's laid down by the underground I I'll drink, drink up all, all the Hennessy you got on yourself sh- So just let me introduce sh- myself
1: do re 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 re
0: 请不吝点赞 <laughs> Electrocast, transform your influence. Electrocast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Subscribe today. Electric acid.